was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. And the pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Moore. Yes. Welcome, friends, to the Fantasy Empire. A little more music for you. Bonus music. Bonus track. Chrissy V uh, complained about what this looked like on air. If you're listening on the podcast, you're probably not going to notice anything different except a saltier Chris Vaccaro. Uh, but <laughs> if you're watching on air, you notice that the boxes look weird. It's because Vaccaro wanted to do it the way Theo did. Uh and now it's all weird because I'm much closer to my computer than he is because he lays back. I mean, I guess I could go back like this and hold the microphone for the whole show. If Nobody cares, happy. Nando. Care. Nobody cares. Anyway, welcome People. everybody to week 13. Remember when week 13 used to mean something, Chris? Week 13 still means everything, Nando. It's crazy. Here we are. Uh, well, it's because you're having a mediocre bigger. season. The weeks get bigger and bigger as we go along here. And... Uh, that is the smallest, tiniest cup I've ever seen, right there, Nando. That you're it's drinking. Called is that your kids? Is that your kids' cup or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Anyway, the weeks get yeah, bigger and bigger. It's a critical week thirteen here in fantasy football for all of us. You got two weeks left in the regular season. Uh, a lot of us need to win out these last two weeks or put up some good points to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, and uh, pressure uh, the pressure mounts, Nando. So what here we are. Intro that was yeah. All right, yeah, what I'm a sorry. bland way to introduce the show. <laughs> Joey, Brown. <laughs> Joey Brown, you're right. It's crunch time. Week thirteen, and can you believe Nando? Week thirteen, and the NFL has the goal to put six teams on a bye in week thirteen for us fantasy players. Like yeah, but like I mean, they like just I think don't even care about us. The NFL as a whole, uh, I think, appreciates fantasy. So I, I like I think they're doing this just for strategy. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's throw a bone to fantasy people. It. No, that's one of your that's your first ridiculous comment of the right. Show. Many more to many more to comment. Many more to come. I'm sure, but yeah, they they want us to play strategy. That's why they. When are we gonna have our Christmas dinner? Around Christmas time, but it's still oh. November. The last time I checked. So I mean, really, it's like three weeks till Christmas. I'm just saying it's November. So. Hey, can we talk let's fantasy get football it. and help people, yeah, let's, please? Let's, yeah, uh, let's do that. So the first thing I want to talk about is Jalen Hyatt and how he's on a bye. <laughs> hey, but for real, would you drop him? Would I drop him? What do you mean drop Is he one of those guys you hold through the bye? Like, I, like I'm doing mass cuts this week because All I have right, to. Nanda, let, let me players stop you there. You, let, me, let me stop you there. Jalen Hyatt. You mean, would you pick him up now going into week 13, uh, even though he's on a bye week? And the answer to oh. that is yes. Okay, okay. fine. Same, it's the same so, question. No, it really, you said it the opposite way. But well, uh, I know yeah. I'm in leagues that have Jalen Hyatt on Hyatt, rosters. Okay, yeah, I do too. Uh, but for the majority of leagues, he's available. So um, even at the high stakes level, a lot of my leagues, I still see him sitting on the waiver wire. And uh, I think he'll be one of the, Top five ads this week, even though, um, you know, they're on a bye week and you can't use them. Now, there's a caveat to that. You might get away with sneaking him in as an under the radar cheap buy with two weeks to go because most teams are in a position to go to the waiver wire with six teams on the buy again yeah. and fill in pieces for them to, to operate this week in a critical week 13. 
the only people that are really could take this chance and add them are teams that are locked into their playoffs. Uh, you know, they know they're going to the playoffs these last two weeks. They're just playing out the string. Um, and those are the type of teams and owners that can make a move like that. I'm doing it in a couple of my leagues that I know I'm going to the playoffs is let me add Jalen Hyatt here. And we see it every year. Uh, rookie wide receivers late in the season uh, come on strong. And, um, you know, this was the first game he really popped, though, Nando, you know, with the five for like 110. Uh, maybe the Giants receiving core, they're finally like, all right, listen, it's the end of the year. Let's uh, let's make this guy our, our top target here as we go into the next, you know, into next year. So we see if this kid is a legit top two wide receiver that we could rely on going uh, for the future. So maybe these last five weeks, maybe him and Tommy DeVito have some uh, connection here. And uh, and he's a useful maybe flex player for those championship uh, weeks of like week 14 through uh, 17. I hate what you've made us do with these boxes. Okay, switch it around to whoever you. No, yeah, no, 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 you know what? Because I want you happy, and I know you get distracted if it's not. No, like I, I don't even. I don't. I don't mind it either. Hey, look, I would like to talk. Uh, there you go. Oh, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. That was Tyler in the back end. That was me, actually. I have control. You don't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what? Change the background real quick, then, for everybody. I'd like to see that. Back to football. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk about Kyron Williams, but I don't think like there's any context in Ooh. which we can talk about him. Like, what, do you, like, what, what advice can we give about it? Like, okay, he's great. Moving on. Not about, right? like, no, we have to talk about Kyron Williams and that unbelievable 38.3 performance PPR. Why? Well, let me ask you this, Nando. It's not a discussion of uh, like, oh, do you play him or whatever. You know, to get a, a player like Kyron Williams back into your fantasy lineup, it's a it's a league winning, uh, you know, play now going forward. And, and my question to you would be this, you know, other than Christian McCaffrey, think about the fantasy running backs uh, that we have and, and, you know, the whole landscape of them. Where would you place Kyron Williams? And and I don't want to overreact to this huge one week performance, but it was you have a running back like this that's getting it weeks. done. Yeah. Oh no, he was he was a monster all year long early in the season until he got hurt. You know, we haven't had him for about four or five weeks now. He comes back and he chops this type of game, but it's the way they used him, right? 17 carries, 143 yards, and then he's a running back you know, that catches balls out of the back, six catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's doing it. He's one of the few backs that you can rely on here, rushing and receiving. So my question to you is thinking right off the top of your head, besides Christian McCaffrey, where would you place Kyron Williams rest of season that you would want? What running backs would you want outside of McCaffrey over Kyron Williams? Right, I get what you're asking, but I don't understand how that helps a fantasy player at all. It doesn't. You can't trade a, right now. It's just a discussion, Nando. It's just a, usually what you do that uh, I'm just. I wouldn't bring. Well, no, this is what you do. Let's bring up a top three guy. You're right. Okay, I'll play your game. Play my game. I would go. I would go Christian McCaffrey, and I'll even open it up. I would go Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Tyreek Hill, Kyron Williams no, next year, then Justin Jefferson. Okay, forget it. Then Dalvin Cook. We talk, yeah, good, Dalvin Cook. Perfect. How would you do that? How would you do that? All right. The, the question was running backs, Nando. Uh, all right, so why can I – but, I mean, like, why would you just shut it down? Who, why like, would we I, talk about – why would we talk about next year? Like, If you're talking about talking a first round next year. Here. We're talking rest of the season here. Would you take Travis Etienne over him rest of season? 
No, I actually subscribe to the Dearness Johnson school of working them in. Would you take Bijan Robinson? I don't think anyone would, right? Would you take Alvin Kamara? No, I'm viewing Kyron Williams as like. So you have him just, as RB two? Is that what you're saying, Nando? Yeah. Okay. I think I think the I mean the he was he was well on his way to that before he got hurt. He was a top five fantasy running back. So now that uh, he's back and healthy, you know, I, I think uh, I think that's where I would have him. I, I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was putting all these running backs up against him, and they all come with some flaws. You know, Travis Etienne has fallen off now, and he got the chest injury. And like you said, you know, we've talked about Dearness Johnson on this show now for three weeks. Well, we talked about it years him. ago. And he, you know, he's getting more piece of the pie every week in this Jacksonville offense. So it's not like, uh, you know, that we're getting the Travis Etienne of weeks one through, you know, eight, where he's just pumping out 25 fantasy points every week and he's 95% of the backfield. Dearness Johnson comes in now and last week, I believe he got seven carries. So uh, maybe they're trying to take a lot of wear and tear off of ETN as they go down the stretch. So, you know, that's uh, I would have Kyron Williams over him. That's for sure. Alvin Kamari, yeah, he's he's fallen off a little bit too. Even DeAndre Swift, who a lot of players, uh, you know, we all loved him. He's starting to fall off a little bit. So, you know, hopefully this continues for Kyron Williams and he gets this workload. Obviously, it's not going to be 38 points, fantasy points uh, a game, but he's in a perfect role in this Rams offense to do it rushing and receiving and touch the ball 20 times a, a week here. Rashad White's another one. Rashad White's an, another one, Nando. That's uh, he's coming on strong, but no, I don't. I don't think Rashad White belongs in this discussion. Um, oh, you gonna just talk to Joey Brown like that? So yeah, I, I just don't see it. Rashad White. Uh, he just doesn't get it done on the ground enough for me to get the the opportunities enough. But what about Rashad, Rashad White. Penny? Rashad White's a, you know definitely an RB one. Uh, the rest of uh, this season, he's a top twelve every week. Is Chase Edmonds not going to happen? No, nah, it's it's not. I thought, I thought he, he would. would. I thought he would contribute more in, uh, you know, in that offense, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. He gets his handful of touches every week, and then that's it. Here's a big question for Chrissy V. Uh, where's Raheem Mostert now? Wow. So Raheem Mostert. I know Mostert, you hate him, and it really bothers It's not you. that, you know, I know the Mostert, we touch on that, I feel like, every week on this show, and I get a lot of uh, hate replies in the article every week about Mostert, uh, Raheem Mostert, and it seems like I'm poo-pooing him. It does. Nando, but, like, I'm just keeping it real. It doesn't it seem real. like it, you objectively are. It just, Nando, here's the thing. Last week versus the Jets, that Black Friday game, here's the facts, man. The, you know, Jeff Wilson out was out playing him, out touching him, uh, you know, the whole game. Raheem Mostert until the second half, midway through the third quarter, where he scores the touchdown. He was sitting on one or two fantasy points midway through the third quarter, and he was barely touching the ball. Like, you know, he had eight carries. He, he's not catching the ball out of the backfield lately. Um, it's just the situation where you could see Mostert on any week going forward here. And this was without Devin A chain in the lineup that Jeff Wilson was looking better than him. Yeah. So I hate to say like, you know, to all the Raheem Mostert owners out there, because, you know, yeah, I'm getting it thrown back in my face because at the end of the day, these last 
three weeks, you know, he's the fantasy points are there. But if you're watching the game and you see the flow, there is there's a good chance that Raheem Mostert gives you a three point week at any given time going forward here. Am I wrong or no? Nando? Well, no, no, you know what? This is the mistake you made when you tweeted uh, gleefully that he sucks that week. No, I didn't like say he sucks. I said he that has big fourth days of RB1 is over, of an elite RB1 or over. And it's a fact. It's it's not it's But that not, was because he didn't have a good game through three quarters and then he blows up in the fourth quarter. Like I wonder yeah, what Mostert's fourth no, quarter stats got, look like. Uh, you're talking about the game uh overseas versus the Chiefs where he did basically nothing the whole game and then yeah, he broke off like three big 20 plus yard runs and and got a touchdown and at the end of the day he had like 16 fantasy points. Yeah. He got saved late. First, the Jets here, he breaks the long touchdown run in garbage time or else he's at like, what, 11 or 12 fantasy points again. I get it. The the end results is there, but he's bordering on the line of a five-point week. And now Devin A-Chain is going to come back. Jeff Wilson looked good enough where he's not going to be like inactive. It's going to be a three-man backfield. Raheem Mostert is not a top six or eight fantasy running back anymore. And that's all I'm saying. So that's the Mostert story, Nando. If I, I want to be wrong. Trust me. I have Raheem Mostert in two really big leagues, two really big t- playoff teams. Um, I've loved them all year long. But I'm worried. It's just not going to happen the rest of the season, I don't think. I'll tell you this you wanna... much. I have a playoff team, Nando, that is yeah. blessed at, at the running back position. It has David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, Kyron Williams, and Raheem Mostert. Wow. Going forward, Nando, I don't even think about it. Raheem Mostert's on my bench. He's my fourth running back there out of those four guys. Well, when so you frame it like you. that, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I get it. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I'm just saying in terms of people that think he's a locked in top six or eight fantasy running back, to me, he's not going forward. That's it. So Mostert, it's safe to say, has a he's got a floor that's probably deeper than most, and a ceiling though that could be as high as the blinds behind you. There you go, Nam. Okay, great. Perfectly, perfectly said. That's a fair way to put it. Uh, you wanted to talk about how boring last week was. Uh, uh, I'd like to grant you that, Nando. That was you, buddy. That was that was in. Yeah, your, but you said let's you leave know, with how boring. All these it was. questions to all our listeners. You know, all these questions that Nando does the rundown, so he might throw it on me. But if you don't like the topics, people blame Nando. You know, at Defino. Yeah, at Defino. Or F. drop something in the chat. Just we'll just email him or drop it in the chat, you know. But no, it was. Let's, you know. I was we... told not to put any questions up from Uncle Ted today. <laughs> that was all. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> um, Nando. Just kidding, Uncle Ted. We love you, man. It was a it was a boring week 12 in the sense that, and I'll tell you why, Nando. Um, there was only six 1 p.m. games, right? And they all stunk other than that Jacksonville uh Texans game which was pretty exciting but we had that 10-7 Giants Patriots stinker uh stinker. the Texans a poor rookie yeah the Titans and the um the, the Titans and um whoever right just Titans suck man no oh the Titans and the Panthers you gotta oh, put Malik Willis man. back in oh god no Titans and the Panthers game so listen we had the three Thanksgiving games we had the extra game on Friday as we talked about the Black Friday game and then you get to Sunday and it's a bad slate of of 1 p.m games there's only six of them it seems really slow when there's only six games compared to the usual like eight or nine uh at 1 p.m so the 1 p.m games were really slow but we did get bailed out at 4 p.m with an unbelievable Bills 
uh, Eagles game. So that kind of saved the day. And then even the Sunday night and Monday night game stunk. So uh, you're right. It was a it was a pretty boring week 12 watch. But, uh, you know, now going forward, hopefully uh, we're in line for some exciting games. Does Patrick Taylor need to be on everybody's radar? Uh, cheap ad. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Sir. Well, ad. look. Nando, how do we start the show? How do we start the show and not talk about the biggest topic in fantasy? Uh, and that's Jonathan Taylor's injury along with uh, Zach Moss and what this because, does to like, fantasy managers. And again, I know you're, I know you're Mr. Oh, let's not talk about the biggest topics in fantasy. No, let's no, it's more like what's like the advice? The smallest ones. What advice are you gonna give someone? You know, uh, unless you're gonna say like don't start Zach Moss. It's a topic. It's a it's a strategy topic, Nando. Because guess what? You know, we don't know as fantasy managers. Um, you know, this is a gigantic shift in fantasy teams uh, going into the playoffs, Nando, and down the stretch these last two weeks for zero RB builds, Nando, and teams that held on to Zach Moss, and you should have held on to Zach Moss. Obviously, you should have held on to him. Yeah, um, your whole bench should be running backs. And these, you're right. You're right. I stashed six, seven running backs on every team on, on my benches. And when you can look down at this point of the season and take a Zach Moss off your bench, who was basically fading to oblivion, right, this last month now with Jonathan Taylor, to the point where people were cutting him, okay, in leagues, and uh, or at least thinking about it in, in deeper leagues because he was giving you nothing. To take a Zach Moss off your bench and slide him basically into your RB one spot here. So if if you have you know if you have good RB depth here and you had one good running back and you were trying to make do with your RB two spot that a lot of people do, and now you take a Zach Moss and put it in, your team just became a powerhouse for weeks yeah. 13, 13, 14, and fifteen. Now this Jonathan Taylor injury, Nando, you know the the surgeries today on his thumb and they say uh, two to three weeks. Okay. But a lot of these fantasy doctors say it's a five week injury and that Ursay really is talking out of his ass with his two to three week uh, timetable. So if you're a Jonathan Taylor manager, you're going into the playoffs, right? There's been some talk about, Oh, do you, do you hold them? Do you drive? Let's put that to bed. You absolutely hold them. Cause the worst mistake you can make is dropping a Jonathan Taylor because you think it's a four or five week injury and you don't want to keep them for the playoffs. And then you uh, look up in the start of the playoffs from week 15 and he's back in your lineup. But as for Zach Moss owners, we're hoping that's not the case. I don't own much Jonathan Taylor. I, I own a good amount of Zach Moss, Yanando. So I'm hoping for this latter because this takes your teams to another level, in my opinion. Let's look at Zach Moss' uh, schedule going forward. This week, he's got the Titans, who he destroyed earlier in the season. He had a huge game against them. And I don't think the Titans' run defense is what it what we all looked as a fantasy community as early in the season. Okay, They can be had. And now yep. he's going to be a, a, an 80% uh, you know, or more touch running back out of the backfield, snap share. And he could catch the ball. On top of that, he's shown all year long. Okay. The Titans in week 13, he gets the Bengals defense that everyone's carving up in week 14. Okay. And the first week of the fantasy playoffs, he gets the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Who they could be ran on. Okay. Now, if you're lucky enough to get an extra week, which I think I'm under the impression we don't see Jonathan Taylor until at least week 16 or 17, if that. Okay. So these are the big four critical weeks of getting Zach Moss. And in week 16, you get the Falcons, okay? 
So I look at Zach Moss here, Nando, as um, you know a top eight. 12 fantasy running back for the next four weeks here. And I think he's a, you know, I think he takes teams to another level. Uh, I've seen some buzz on Trey Sermon. Now, so I think, so if we follow your logic and say, this is a four week Zach Moss thing, wouldn't the move be absolutely go get Trey Sermon now too? Because if something happens to Zach Moss, he's just the next guy in an offense where, like you said, like you're talking about 80% of the carries, that's a system. That's not really like, you know, we, we, we've seen what Zach Moss looks like without Jonathan Taylor already. And it's not like, hey, we're going to split it with a couple of guys. It's like Zach Mm -hmm. Moss is Jonathan Taylor, basically. Um, You know, not the talent level, but the role. No, no doubt. So you would also probably say like, hey, you know, Zach Moss breaks a rib this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trey Sermon's the next guy up. And he had five carries last week in an overtime game. It's it's 100%, uh, you know, a small ad uh, to put on the back of your bench as an RB7 because you never know what can happen. And this is the type of seed. This is when... You look at your bench. You don't drop the 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 Rico Dowdells, the Zeke Elliotts, the Eli Mitchells, right? Even like a Michael Carter in Arizona. Now these are the guys you want to you know have on your bench. Okay, they're one hit away. I say it every week to you, Nando. One hit away, just like Jonathan Taylor has popped up. This never said that before. Out of nowhere, hundred percent. I say it every week. Uh, you know all these running backs. Yeah, they're you know you pretty much useless pieces on your bench every week and you stare at them and then you're tempted to drop them. But then a Zach Moss issue happens just like this. It can happen on any other team. Oh, Jonathan Taylor out of nowhere yesterday morning. Out of nowhere. Surgery. Yeah. He finished the game. And and even the beat reporter was like, I was interviewing him in the locker room after the game. He said nothing and and everything was fine. Right. And then all of a sudden we wake up yesterday morning and it's, uh Oh, sound the alarms. So, um, listen, this is the type of season. And these are the moves that happen every year, Nando. One or two teams, a running back emerges. Okay, the waiver wire is barren. Uh, you know, I don't even want to do waivers this week. It's so ugly. I look at all my high stakes teams and I look at the waiver wire and I'm so glad that whatever leagues I had money available in a couple weeks ago, I blew it all on Keaton Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. Because... I'm laughing at the teams now that there's two weeks left in the fantasy regular season and teams that have a lot of money. What are you spending it on? There's nothing available on the waiver wire at any position. So um, you're just sitting there with a bag full of money and there's nobody to spend it on. So let me play a sound effect and then play our commercial and then yeah. I'll play another sound effect and we'll Get come back in, and we'll answer a couple questions. We got some comments. What, uh, what sound effect do you want to do? Just whatever one you want. Don't do that horn, stupid. Don't don't there's, don't do that stupid horn. There's something called oof. You want to try that? Just all right. It. Stand by. We'll be right back after you play a sound. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, I wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with sure. Let's play on battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. 
So go to Betel.com. The code is Underworld. Betel.com. The code is Underworld. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. Yeah, you're gonna get so we much should probably trouble. not do oof again. We should you're probably gonna, not do oof again. Yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get an email about what from the higher ups about you continuously hitting the same button all the time and and the repercussions of it. That's but not you do. Let me you. tell you something. You hit it you once. Do you you hit it once and it plays several times on a loop and it's got to play while I look for the commercial and okay. then I hit the commercial and then I come back down. Oh, whatever. Let's let's answer some questions. How about that? Adam just got offered to send away Chase and how does how does he still have a trade deadline? Chase just got oh, offered to funny. send away Chase and Dell from Holmes and Puka. Do I accept? He's seven and five in a non PPR. My team is Keenan Allen, Dell Chase, Kyron, Kelsey, Bench, Ridley. Ch- Chase and Dell from yeah, Holmes. Wait, wait, I would never do that. No, unless it's a unless it's a superflex. No, absolutely not. Oh, twelve uh, man PPR. It's not a non PPR. It's twelve yeah. man PPR. You know, it's funny. Jamar Chase and and, and Tank Dell were two receivers. Uh, would you, if I offered you my Tank Dell for your Jamar Chase right now? Yeah. Would you take it? Uh, no. Who would you? Who would you rather have? Rest of the season. I think I'd rather have Jamar Chase. Question? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's crazy think at it's, all. I, it's not crazy. It's not crazy at all, man. Though, and that's why you know I actually had that question. It's funny that. The, uh, that listener um, put that question up there with Chase Endell because I actually have that down and thinking about it rest of season. Cause to me, tank Dell is a top 12 wide receiver one rest of the season. That's, you know, I don't know. I think he's going to be on a ton of championship teams this year. I think that's the one receiver you can see, um, you know, making a lot of people, a lot of money um, and rest of season. I don't know. It sounds crazy when you throw the names up there. Jamar Chase versus Tank Dell, you know. Yep. Um, Tank Dell was basically an 18th round draft pick. People were just throwing on the bench. But, you know, this is what happens in fantasy football. We see things come out of the blue. And Tank Dell right now in this C.J. Stroud high-powered Texan offense is the wide receiver one on the team. And, uh, you know, it's – He's just consistent every week long. And I don't know. I'd rather have the C.J. Stroud Tank Dell attachment going forward than uh, Jake Browning uh, with Jamar Chase, I think. I think it's very close, but it's not a crazy question, right? I think Jake Browning uh, – I mean, it feels like the roles are reversed here. Like, uh, this is like a usually – I will ask you that question. You're like, don't even – this is the stupidest question you've ever asked yeah. in seven years of us doing a show together. <laughs> Tank it Dell sounds- is a rookie, and Noah Brown can pop every week, and the Jamar Chase is like, are, are you kidding me? Why am I even answering this question? No, you're right. It is Here's a Nando. It sounds and then I'll like get a, a text, Nando like, question. Yeah, it does, and then I'll get a text like, you are an idiot. Like Letter U, letter R. Usually I'm right idiot. when I when I when I text you that thing because but you know like that's a legit question. Tank Dell versus Jamar Chase. Your question would be like Matt Breida or Dalvin Cook rest of season. Like it's you know, a good, it's a legitimate yours. question. I mean, like if you're yeah, filling yeah. out a bench full of running backs, which which handcuff <laughs> is the better one to have? Uh, That's actually yeah, a good but, question. You should be asking yourself. Like yeah, I would sure. rather have Matt Breida. If you're the Brees Hall and the Saquon Barkley owner, yeah, it's a good time to throw those. Even two if you're guys not, as you're an RB, uh, you know, an RB seven, yeah, or even not down the stretch. Sure, Nando, I'll give you that. See, you just came up with a good question, making fun of me. There you go. Nando, if I told you uh, to tell me if is Mike Evans 
having a good or bad season, or oh. and is Chris Evans uh, or is and is Chris Godwin having a good or bad season? What would you tell me? I would say I, I think the expectations are too high for you to say either of them are having a. Uh, they're just not having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin seasons, I guess. But it's yeah. kind of nice that they're not completely dropping off. They're kind of like s- slowly declining. Let me save you. Let me save you from embarrassing yourself as usual. I got Mike both. Evans. Mike Evans. Both. Mike Evans is having a great season, and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is having a terrible season. Just in what are the game so. logs? Okay. Now let me now let me throw these. You can't just add it up and be like they're great. You got I me mean, like if they're frustrating on a weekly basis, then I would consider that a bad season. Mike Evans targets. This year, 91. Yeah. Chris Godwin's yeah. targets, 82. Okay, yeah, so they're very, very close. close. Mike Evans catches. Tell me how many catches Mike uh, Evans has. Uh, Let's say 78.5. Oh, God. Uh, Mike Evans has 54 catches this year, and Chris Godwin has 53 catches this year. Okay? That's great. But, yeah. but when you talk about these two wide receivers – like I just brought up, you have Mike Evans being looked at as having an unbelievable year and Chris Godwin having a terrible year, right? That's just the, that's just the facts of the way the fantasy community looks at it. Mike Evans has 850 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. Chris Godwin has 605 oh, no. receiving Neither. yards and one touchdown. That's the difference between Godwin being basically a flex play and Mike Evans being a wide receiver one, even though their targets and receptions are basically the same. That's how crazy of a difference there. Mike Evans has. I knew I wasn't crazy. Mike Evans has four games with 50 or fewer yards this season. He's gone over 100 yards twice. I mean, I know he's getting touchdowns. That's fine. Yeah, nine touchdowns. On touchdowns. Nine, the, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, you can't. I mean, all right, fine. Can you be like, all right, zone, this is, he's I mean, Every week he's uh, consistently in the end zone. Nine touchdowns. He's basically a top 12 wide receiver for the season. 850 yards and nine touchdowns. Meanwhile, Chris Godwin can't get any of the love every week. Chris Godwin had that one really good game in Buffalo on a Thursday night and where he scored his lone touchdown. And every week he's been a disappointment to the fact that the fantasy community is like, what do we do with Godwin every week going forward? Every week we can't live with these seven or eight fantasy points that he seems to just produce every week. It just seems like he's a, like a, a five for 50 or a four for 40 type wide receiver. So at some point this has to you know level out, in, in my opinion, where Godwin starts putting together these you know 20 point fantasy games. Because right now, even though their targets and catches are, are on par with each other, they're viewed very, very differently. So that's the – hopefully that turns around. I stand by my assessment that they're not having – Yeah, okay. You had Mike Evans. They're not having the seasons catches. that we wanted for me. Though. Yeah, good good job with that one. Oh, well, why would you ask that question then? Like, so you're, It's like you're making a big deal out of 92. Like, oh, 92 targets, guess how many catches? That's usually a very high number when you phrase it like that. Uh, I'm just saying it's the way we look at the two of these Bucks receivers, that Evans is having a great year, which he is, and Godwin's yeah. having a terrible year. But when you look at the numbers, they're very close. It's weird. You would yeah. think, like, Evans has, like, 95 targets and Godwin has, like, 55 or 60, and the Evans has, like, 20 more catches than Godwin, but they're tied, basically. It's just but, the yards and the touchdowns. It's so, drastic. Let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Would you say that they're both not having great seasons? 
And like, like, look, look why at it. Like, you, why are you saying uh, that? Are you, look at it. Like Mike Evans has those nine touchdowns. I, well, yeah, I guess you're right. If he's hitting, right, so he's a bigger you're, you're you're guy. Yeah, you're all. No, it, it makes sense. It's it it's just like I'm playing Only chess. Only to you it makes sense. And you're playing Jenga. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to Kenny State playing... Trill. Yeah. What? Please move on because you don't even know what you're saying anymore. I do know what I'm saying. It, what mm -hmm. I'm saying is like Mike Should Evans is a, right. a 1400 yard guy, and he's not on that pace. Kenny wants to drop. He's got bad games. He's got 40 yard games this year. That's all. Should I drop Mixon and pick up Moss? Full PPR. I have Eckler, Mixon, JT, and Bijan. I would 100. Well, I mean, I don't, listen, I, there's no dropping Joe Mixon, but I would 100% rather have Zach Moss going forward than Joe Mixon. 100%. Who's the better rookie? I had this up for Uncle Ted earlier. Who's the better rookie? Uh, you like Puka or Tank Dell? I mean, listen, flip a coin. They're both great. That's, you know. All right, well, thank you for that great answer. You really helped. Uh, it's it's a you know it's the truth. So Russian uh, man just says greetings. Look at that muscle. That's not awesome. his though. It looks like someone else's avatar. Moving on, Nando. The point that I'm making is the way you phrase these questions are very confusing. And uh, yeah, Don's right, man. We need a relationship counselor. Yeah, we should let Joel. We get Joel on here. Uh, you you texted me privately and said you thought it was messed up. Joel Pinero came to New York and he didn't want to hang out with us. Yeah. Okay, Nando. You <laughs> I remember when you said that? Shout out to Joel. He uh, was at the Dolphins Jets game and you actually said that to him and then he ignored you because uh, I know you were drunk. <laughs> you were drunk texting him annoying stuff at like three in the morning. So. I wasn't drunk. Um, yeah. Listen, how I, great is it this uh, year being a, a Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill? manager nando and and the best part about having these two guys nando is that they're both going for records so you don't have to worry about you know these two slowing down down the stretch as their quarterbacks try and get them you know tyreek hill to two thousand yards and keenan allen to the the all-time catch record in a season so these are the uh these are the type of fantasy players and situations that you dream of in, in a season going straight through the championship week of week uh, of week 17 here, uh, in my opinion. If you remember back when Michael Thomas was going for that catch record with Drew Brees, just every week he was automatic, just pounded 9, 10, 11 catches. Uh, Keenan Allen is an absolute dream, isn't he? 14 yeah. catches this past week. You know, and what should you fantasy him... players do with Keenan Allen? <laughs> no. This is it, it, for advice. Yes, listen, I'm just saying, league winning. These two, it's going to be fun down the stretch watching these two, uh, you know, put up their numbers as their quarterbacks feed them. That's all I'm saying. That Chargers right. offense, though, Nando, I'm not giving yeah. up on Gerald Everett. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pounding oh, the table. You sunk me at Gerald Everett a couple times. Say it again. Like, I listened to you about Gerald Everett and put him in lineups because I'm like, you know what? Chris Vaccaro's right a lot more than he's not. Let me get mm -hmm. Gerald Everett as my tight end this week. Uh, and then you know, we've had some downs. And then, yeah. And then some weeks he doesn't give you anything and he gets hurt and he leaves the game early. And then this past week he, he scores a touchdown, catches a couple balls and he's a top 10 tight end. So listen, you look at this Chargers offense, Nando, and, uh, I don't know when Josh Palmer's coming back. Okay. There's still no word, uh, on that off of IR. I don't think he's going to be ready when he's first eligible so does it matter? Does it matter? Like Josh Palmer, is he really like, I feel like we do this every year. 
again and again and again. And every year, Josh, Josh Palmer's Palmer, like, no, Josh Palmer was playing very well and getting uh, and playing a good role as a wide receiver too before he got. We have hurt. different so, definitions yeah. of very well, I think. Yeah, uh, Jalen Guyton got five targets this week. He's just not doing much with them. Okay, Donald Parham disappeared from this offense. It looked like Gerald Everett, you know, again when healthy, took over uh, the lead role as a tight end. There's just a path to Gerald Everett being a weekly top six or seven tight end the rest of the season here. If this offense, Quentin Johnson is useless. Okay. There's just nothing there. So unless Keenan Allen is going to catch 15 balls every single week, Gerald, Gerald Everett is that type of move you need to be making. And I'm only bringing it up because at this point of the season with nothing being really available on the waiver wire, I actually see Gerald Everett on a lot of my waiver wires. And there's not that many players that you can go and see a path to being fantasy relative and actually helping your team win than a player like Gerald Everett, especially at the tight end position. You know, maybe Pat Fryer move, you know, was forgotten about and dropped. And then he had the big week last week out of nowhere, eight catches, 120 yards. Um, and, and I know you wanted to talk about that Pittsburgh offense. We'll get to it in a minute, but you know, players like Gerald, no, Everett, don't worry about me. It's a high-powered Chargers passing offense, okay? Eckler looks like a stiff now. Eckler has completely fallen off. He doesn't look right. That high ankle sprain uh, is still bothering him, I think. He doesn't have to show the speed and the explosiveness that, you know, he once had, okay? There's just got to be something else in this offense, and I'm still putting my money on Gerald Everett being that second guy after Keenan Allen in the past game in a lot of these weeks going forward. Do you feel like maybe Eckler's contract had something to do with it? Like, you know, he no, he got paid. He's like, all right, cool. See you. No, no. This happens. Um, it happens. It, yeah. No. It happened with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think money is the reason why, you know, this happened. He's fighting to get back on the field and, and play and fight through an injury. And you hear about it every single year with uh, players that suffer a high ankle sprain early in the season. Yeah, they come back, okay? But what happens? In the offseason, you hear, oh, I never felt right. I fought right. through it. I played at 60% of myself. That's what you're going to hear from Eckler. You know, you're going to hear about that in this offseason. I, I I just never felt right. Took the offseason to get back. In in July and, and August, when he's in camp, he's going to say, thank God I'm over it now. I feel great but I never was right last year after the high ankle sprain. And that's what he's fighting through now. So, um, you know, when you draft Austin Eckler in the top five overall, you're expecting 25, 30 point fantasy games, but that's just not happening right now. And you see Josh Kelly getting some carries each week. They're probably going to limit Eckler to 10 or less carries every week because they know internally about the high ankle sprain affecting him. So they're probably going to take more, off his plate in the run game and he's going to have to get it done with five or six catches every week. And unless he scores, you know, he's basically uh RB two territory. So that's my chargers like... update. You know, what's crazy Nando, not what? to, to jump, jump topic, but I did see it in our chat and it's funny because I wrote about this in our, our in my article this week was yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Did it very early. I did. I, I wrote it a, 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 a night early. Um, why? What are you doing tonight? It's so important. I'm taking my niece to uh, the New York Rangers uh, game, as a matter of fact. Oh, that started out sweet and then got yeah, selfish. Yeah. Uh, 
she wanted to go to a hockey game. Anyway, Nando, uh, this Dallas offense, which is, you know, exploding, um, you know, these last couple of weeks. And sure, the schedule uh, has worked out nicely for them. But the missing piece in this offense, I I think, is the emergence of Brandon Cooks. Okay, and Brandon Cooks, I think, has now worked himself into legit wide receiver three territory maybe even wide receiver two territory going forward for your fantasy team where early in the season, he was pretty much irrelevant. You can forget about Michael Gallup. Um, you know, the tight end Ferguson is just a, you know, a, a complimentary piece, but in this past game, Nando Brandon cooks has now figured out his, his role and, and, yep. and is a nice complimentary piece to, to CD lamb. And Brandon cooks is going to have these weeks. A couple weeks ago, he had 10 catches, 170 yards, Blow-up game versus the Giants. You saw on Thanksgiving, four catches for 72 and a touchdown. Uh, he's He would be locked into my fantasy lineups now going forward as a, a nice wide receiver three. So uh, another guy that's coming on late in the season here that you probably just had on your bench and you couldn't use, but now is in your fantasy lineup going forward. It's crazy that uh, Julio Jones is like on a team, right? And he's just doing yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah, you're definitely helping our listeners talking about Julio Jones. Well, I mean, you're talking about Brandon Cooks, you're talking about the Cowboys, team. and I was, you know, you know, I was thinking about like, no, you just get on me because of fantasy. Oh, we're talking about Keenan Allen, and you know, how do you help him? And then you want to bring up Steelers. Julio Jones for the three weeks in a row. George Pickens on a lot of benches. It looks like the Steelers in a one-game sample post uh, the Canada firing. Yeah, they seem to have kind of. I mean, you put up 400 yards out of nowhere for like the first time in a decade. You got to yep. take notice of that. Yep. Everyone kind of made fun of him, like we're going to have one guy calling the plays and one guy coordinate, whatever. But like, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this? I mean, like, are they fixed or was it just one game where, like, all right, like Matt Canada's not here anymore? Huge upgrade. Matchup. Huge upgrade in the play calling. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, I have a lot higher expectations going forward for Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Pickett's uh, Kenny Pickett uh, took some shots downfield. Yep. And now you look up, and after putting 400-plus yards of offense on the board versus the Bengals' defense, now they get an even bigger treat this year, this week versus the Cardinals' defense coming to town. Uh, I think all Steelers this week are must-plays. Uh, Whoa! And I, yeah. Both and running backs? Both running backs. Both running all backs, right. no doubt. One of them is going to be a top-10 running back this week. I think this could be the, the week that Najee Harris blows up. Um, but it's tough. It's tough because every week they're really doing a good job. The Steelers of making the backfield, a 50, 50 split, and they're both useful and, and Warren produces more, but you know, Harris is usually the one that gets in the end zone. So at the end of the day, their fantasy points pretty much equal out. I would still love to see Warren be like 70% of the backfield to Harris is 30. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen. But in this matchup, uh, I would start all Steelers. I think George Pickens is just about ready to blow up and have the explosion week that we haven't seen in a long time from him. I'm calling uh, you know, a six for 125 yards and a touchdown or two for George Pickens this week. Nando, he's going to be um, he, he's going to have that big week. Why? Why is that? I just I'm wondering why. Like what goes because into they're you? taking shots. Right. Listen, everyone's throwing everyone's throwing all over the Cardinals defense. And we saw last week Kenny Pickett taking shots to him downfield. 
And there's no reason to not think that he's going to get the opportunity to get a couple of shots downfield. Okay. I, I also am worried about Deontay Johnson, even though you got to keep starting Deontay Johnson, but after what he did last week, that's going to come up on film in practice, uh, you know, in the meeting rooms this week about how he just took that play off when, you know, when they fumbled, wasn't blocking on the play. Uh, that doesn't go over well in the locker room. So I could see Pickens being the guy that the receiver that gets rewarded uh, this week. And and I, I do worry about Deontay Johnson, but, and he dropped that touchdown too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, for me, I would play Pickens over Deontay Johnson uh, going forward. Um, but I, I do, I have higher expectations. It's just Kenny Pickett's just not good, man. You know, if I, well, we if I asked that, right? you, like maybe he is good. Yeah. Well, listen, he looked a lot better last week than he did all season long. So hopefully the change in coordinator, uh, you know, works out for them. But if I told you to tell me Kenny Pickett's touchdown to interception stats this year, what gonna, would you tell me? Your guessing games don't make any sense. Let's say fourteen. I know. Just because, just because your 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 guesses your guesses are so bad, it's like you don't even watch football. It's that's you know I don't fourteen touchdowns. I know. I'm watching you Christmas know, movies. You know that Kenny Pickett has six touchdown passes this yeah, year. He hasn't thrown a touchdown since week nine. It's week thirteen, and he's got six touchdown passes and four interceptions. That's like two weeks. Well, my ratio guess so is like a good. Close. Well, I mean, you you more than I just doubled added his 10 touchdown. Each one, yeah. You more than doubled. I have four. Touchdown. I said fourteen to sixty. It was four to six. Okay. Okay. Which is, you know, eight to twelve. Terrible guess. I don't think so. 12 to 18. I was just a little bit off. 12 to 18. You asked for the ratio, not the number. Yeah. 12 to 18, I guess 14 to 16. I'd say that's pretty darn close, friend. Mm. You know, it's another big problem this week as we go into uh, week 13. By Mageddon number two. Nando. E. coli. You know. Yeah, that too. But, um you know, Lamar Jackson and Josh <laughs> Allen managers, right? Yeah. Lamar ja- think about the setup. If you're a Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen manager, okay, yeah. on your fantasy teams. This is twofold, Nando, because you went into the season knowing you had an elite top five drafted quarterback, right? Which both of these two quarterbacks were. And their bye week was week 13. So in those positions, if you drafted a, an Allen or a Lamar Jackson and even a, you know, a Jalen Hurts or Pat Mahomes, those are the quarterbacks you don't back up on, on most of your fantasy teams. Because right. why eat up why eat up the extra spot? You know you're not starting any other quarterback over them, right? And their right. bye week you don't have to worry about. Maybe if like one of these guys had a bye week in week seven or eight, you're drafting a backup quarterback because you know, all right, at some point in October, I have to do that. But you know, for a lot of my Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen teams, I never carried an extra um, uh, quarterback. And I was lucky enough that the two of them stayed healthy and I didn't have to worry about it. But now as time has gone on, Nando, um, and we've gotten into weeks 10, 11, with so many injuries at the quarterback position and so many scrubs coming in to take over offenses, bad quarterback play, fantasy managers started panicking, even when they're even with their healthy quarterbacks. Okay. So they started going to the waiver wire and putting a second quarterback on their teams or maybe even a third. 
Okay. In all my high stakes leagues, Nando, if you look at everyone's roster, everyone has three quarterbacks. Or if you have like one really good starter, they still have a second quarterback because everyone's worried about their quarterback going down, getting hurt, and then them having to hit the waiver wire. Okay. But back to my original point here. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen owners, we've been cruising knowing, all right, set it and forget it every week. And now we look up and in the last week or two, we're like, oh man, okay, there's nothing on the waiver wire. So we've been pushing it aside pretty much. Okay. Right. Uh, like, I'm not going to go pick up. That makes uh, sense. That's strategic, right? Like sure. why waste a week of a backup running back? If why you waste have the same scrubs to pick from in two weeks? Yeah. But now here we are in week 13. And, and now you have to go pick up somebody to fill in for your Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in a critical week 13. There's nothing there. There's Jake Browning. You know, there's Jake Browning. That's literally who you're choosing from. He or, can run, though. You know, or, or um, you know, whoever the quarterback situation is in Cleveland. Um, but it's tough, man. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to go pick up Tim Boyle? Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, so I have one league where I'm I'm trying to pick up a quarterback tonight uh, on a Lamar Jackson owned team, and those are my options. You know, uh, Desmond Ritter is another one. But you know what sucks is I had my eyes on Desmond Ritter. He was available, and I don't want to start Desmond Ritter in New York against that Jets defense. Right. That's got like six fantasy points written all over it. So these are the options in tough competitive leagues for the Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen owner is going to the waiver wire, picking up one of these three or four scrubby quarterbacks. And it just shows that in a year like this, you really need to back up your quarterbacks uh, early and stash them. But with all the injuries, you know, you're really scrambling. I feel like, like Jake Browning, I think maybe like that, you know, you give him a pass a little bit. Mm-hmm. As he gets a little more comfortable, they figure out, they tweak a little bit. I think he's going to have a good week. I think he's going to have a good finish, actually. <clears throat> I just want to see something. Yeah. Jake Browning? I mean, listen, I, uh, I'm i definitely worried about him this week uh, on Monday Night Football in Jacksonville. Um, uh, I, I I would be worried. Jacksonville, what's you know, that word Jacksonville gets week, up. The Fugate Frigacy? What? What are you saying? Did you freeze? No, you did. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. But um, you know, listen. Not right only, down. not only uh, those two, but Justin Fields is on a uh, is on a buy. So now that's three big time top twelve fantasy quarterbacks that are that you're playing every week. And they're all on buys. So yeah. tough. Don uh, F's got the know, right tough idea. Sledding. Start Bryce. Bryce, yeah, Bryce Young. I think they're going to make an effort. I think. Nando, I'll tell you what. It's that's not even a bad call. Bryce Young, uh, obviously, has had a terrible year and a, and it's a struggle. But he's one yeah. of the four quarterbacks that it's available on the waiver wire to pick up, plug and play. And this Tampa defense, it, it has not looked good. Everyone's thrown against them. And, uh, you know, if you if you gave me those, you know, available quarterbacks between Browning uh, and the guys that we just mentioned, I might have to lean Bryce Young and, and hope that he gives me 15 fantasy points, throws one touchdown. But that Carolina offense has nothing uh, available for him. They really did the kid a disservice. Well, that's it. Like if he had like 
like a Robert Woods, mm. you know, just sitting in that, and you're like, oh, well, they've underutilized this talented receiver, but they don't have any talented receivers that he's, you know what I mean? Like, there's not like, oh, well, now, you know, there's new, uh, there's a new sheriff in town. DJ, yeah. DJ Chark never really, and, you know, DJ Chark never yeah. happened. I thought he would be a nice uh, piece for the kid. Uh, Thielen has now fallen off, which you had to expect as a, you know, yeah. an older veteran receiver. He got off to the great start the first six, seven, eight weeks of the season. Now he's starting to fade off a little bit as teams focus in on him. They don't have a tight end to, to really help him out. Hayden Hurst never came on. Tommy Tremble's doing a little Tommy something. Tommy Tremble, right yeah. No run game to establish. It's just not, it's just not a, you know, a fair, uh, you know, it's just not fa- you hear all the the talk and, and the owner Tepper is an absolute clown. He's out of is he? Element, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he is, man. You know, listen, he's well, he's a billion. Listen, I, you can't call a guy that's a billionaire a clown, I guess. But um, I know that's football rude. wise, he's in over his head, in, in my opinion. Uh, but look, look what you know. Look what the Texans did. You know, the the comparison is all C.J. Stroud versus Young, and I get it because Carolina had the choice of these two, and C.J. Stroud is rookie of the year and and playing unbelievable and looks great every week. And it's like you took Bryce young over CJ Stroud, but it's not fair. Cause look at all the weapons you provided CJ Stroud and the offense right. that you right. put him in compared to Bryce young, you know? So um, they just got to go and get Bryce young, some weapons in the off season. And what's crazy is they have the first overall pick, uh, which is the bears pick. And, uh, you know, they could have did it. They could have, if they didn't trade that pick uh, and have the one, they could have gave a Marvin Harrison Jr. who's going to be an all-time wide receiver uh, with the first pick. That would have been a start, but the Bears uh, have that pick. Man, that's crazy. It is. But what do you do, Nando, Chris, right? uh, bef- Yeah, what do you do? Uh, listen, do before do? we get out of here, I know time is short, but we got to touch on that Eagles 49ers game uh, this Sunday. NFC game of the year. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game big time. I have for a couple weeks now. Uh, it's an NFC championship game preview. These two teams are clear head and above uh, the rest of the NFC. Uh, so this is pretty much round one in, uh, you know, in the NFC championship game preview. On a betting front, Nando, yeah. 49ers are going to go into Philadelphia and kick their ass. Okay. Vegas has the same. This is crazy because I was talking about this with my friends leading into last oh, week's your, game. Your other friends? I was like, yeah, not you. Um, and I said, I if I'm Vegas, 49ers should be favored in this game. Yeah. And they were like, well, I, it's crazy. When you think about it, you have the 10 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles at home, and they're underdogs to the 8 and 3 road 49ers. That's Vegas pretty much begging you to take the Eagles in this game. It's going to be the Niners. They're going to go in there, and they're going to beat up the Eagles. They're catching them at the right time. Uh, They're a little banged up on the offensive line. And uh, the 49ers, they're going to take advantage advantage of them. I think Debo Samuel can have another big game, back-to-back big games. Him and George Kittle over the middle against this Eagles secondary. How does that rhyme? Today. All right, I'll go with you. I'll put a bet down right now for you. Where do you want to move the line? How would you like to tease this? Yeah, tease it. Here we go. You're, aren't you sick of using the same corny joke every week, Nando? 
Can't you get original? Yeah, I okay. am. Good. Um, no, no, but the Niners are two and a half. The, the the Niners are two and a half point favorites in Philadelphia. And uh, I think that's, you know, the sign right there. That's going to be uh, my money's on the, the 49ers, Nando. I've been preaching it uh, for a while now uh, that the Niners are the team to beat in the NFC. And uh, that's the way I see it. This Eagles offense, it's crazy to say, but I still that's don't a, that's think. That's a pretty, you put yourself out there. I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't know if you're joking or not, but uh, my money is uh, I've placed a fairly significant high bet uh, on the Niners this week. That's all I can say. So follow me, tell me if it loses. Well, why don't you tell us how much? Give me all the hate. No, I, I won't do that. That's stupid. Um, listen, on the Eagles no, side, though, Nando, uh, this offense still doesn't look. Wait, hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta move this line a little bit. Do that off the air, Nando. Nobody cares oh, you about you moving ahead. your line on air during the show. Um, this Eagles offense, even I think though people they put care. 49ers points, minus 10 oh, will give God. you plus 280. Okay. All right, go ahead. You were saying? Go ahead. I was waiting for you. That's all. <laughs> Come on, man. Hurry up or I'll play that oof sound again. Do you, uh, Nino? Do you guys prefer Cooper Cup or Christian Kirk rest of the season? <laughs> That's not bad, man. That's uh, tough. Cooper Cup just uh, is another veteran wide receiver right now that is just struggling to get over these injuries. And early in the game last week, uh, he caught a ball. He went down, and you could see him, you know, struggling to get up. It looked like he re-injured his lower, you know, his ankle, lower leg or something like that i just don't think he's right so in this jacksonville offense i'd actually rather have christian kirk i just bet ten dollars on the eagles wow no wow, i'm just I kidding you win i did the 49ers minus 9.5 for you, you it's, it's only plus 250 it doesn't really i mean you think you're going out on a limb like that mm. to be like this team is going to crush this home team with a much better record but no i like that i actually think the niners win this game by 10 plus points so yeah uh that's good. Plus two fifty. Eh. That's not, you know, to me, that's not exciting. Like, all right, we're doing thirty-five bucks. That's great. I get two sandwiches, you know, or I can save my ten dollars and invest it wisely in stocks and bonds. Oof, well, just not a gambler, Nanda. That's all I could say. It's not. I am. I just, I just have a certain brand of gambling. Yes, I gamble every time you say you're going to come out with Wi-Fi. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we got to go. Awesome. You're angry. It's the best time to leave. <laughs> Sounds good. I wish everybody a good uh, good luck week 13. We'll check you back next uh, week. That oof sound effect is something else, huh? Hold on. Let me play the song. Hold on one second. Uh, where's the song? Just to say a couple more things.